Okay. We're ready. Oh. You know, you know, it just so happened, we left off here Sunday night to Christmas party, but look at this, you know, uh, just as a, it's a good way to get an overview of the, of the scriptures here from the Bible. This is the book of Matthew. You know, let me drop this down just a minute. Here's your, here's your scriptures, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, da, 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 da. It's a complete timeline. It is a perfect timeline. It really is. You're not going to find Jesus getting crucified over here in Genesis. <laughs> no, no way. Genesis means beginning. He didn't get, uh, well, actually, I, the Bible does say that Jesus was the lamb that was crucified before the world began, which that that's a New Testament David, not David, but uh, Paul wrote that telling us uh, in a letter that he was crucified before. the. In other words, God was preparing to save you even in the light of knowing you're going to make mistakes. Praise the Lord. Anyway. Okay. Uh, but anyway, perfect timeline. But anyway, coming down here, your New Testament starts here in Matthew. But a quick look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. Uh, these are the ancestors. I mean, this is a joke book if this is not true. And I say that humorously just to tell us that it is true. That's why we have it. Now, notice this. Uh, now, he starts with Abraham, but you can go back to Abraham. Well, actually, if I drop down here, if you go to Luke, Luke has the full account. Luke chapter, it's chapter 3. And uh, in Luke chapter 3, uh, let's see, let me skip down here to where it starts. Here it is. Jesus was about 30 years old. He began his public ministry. He was the son of Joseph. Joseph's dad was Heli, Matthew, Levi, la da 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 And if you follow this all the way down... It'll go all the way back down. See, there's David. Okay, keep on going. And then there's Abraham. Back up about 10 more. And there you go. There's Noah. And then 10 more from there. Here you come all the way to Adam. Wow. Adam's father was, look at that. Adam's father was God. You know, so when you go back and look at uh, uh, the scriptures here, and you realize, man, I want to show you something else since we just mentioned that. Adam's father was God. So, well, that's heresy. He just said it. Adam's father was God. Let me go over here to the book of John. Famous uh, stories here, John 10.10, 10, the thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy. All these clowns were after Jesus. Boy, they said, Jesus, you got a demon is what they were saying, you know. And uh, then others were saying, well, can, can a guy with a demon do all this fancy stuff? Let me read down through here just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Look at that. Uh, they said this. These were the bad guys. Not for any good work, but for blasphemy. Look at this. This is your Bible, John 3.16. Throw, throw John 3.16 out if you don't read the rest of this. this is, look what he says. They're saying, Jesus, you're blaspheming because, look what he says. You, a mere man, have declared yourself to be God. Look what Jesus came back with. In your own law, it says that men are gods. That's the book of Psalms. He, Jesus, of course, he's God. He knows. He wrote that through David. So if the scripture, which cannot be, oh, amazing. So this should help your prayer life. Instead of thinking, I'm just a little ant down here and I need a little bunny for Christmas or I need my arm to quit hurting. And I need... Wow, are you kin to God or what? Yeah, think about it. Woo. He's the first of many brethren, the scripture says. In your law, it says that men are gods. Well, we, we just cave on that one. We've heard that and we thought, no, oh, no, 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 no. God is the divine. And we get in all these big words from the pulpit. He is divine. And they'll say, well, we're the branches, you know, which that should mean we're still part of it. But he is the divine one. Whole time, First Peter wrote, actually Second Peter, Peter wrote, says, we are partakers of the divine nature. I mean, you're, if you look in the mirror, you're looking at God. You're his child. You look in the mirror, I can see Billy Adair, my dad. Melody showed me a picture when I had 
you know, anyway, while I was married to their, their mother, it was a long time ago, and I looked at that picture, and I thought, that's Dustin. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I looked like him. It's the other way around. He looks like me, whatever. Look at that. So if the scripture, look at that, which cannot be untrue, the King James says cannot be broken, speaks of, the, of those as gods whom God's message came, do you call it blasphemy when one sanctified and sent to the world by my father says I'm the son of God? Okay. Well, who are we today? Sometimes we just, well, like, one of the dumbest Christmas carols, you know. I, I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but they make you feel bad, you know. It's, it's one of those, we're all the children of God, but we don't believe it. Children of God, why do we hate one another? Why this, where is Christmas? Oh, don't listen to those dumb Christmas carols. I listened to the one that happened right here that night when those angels were hollering and saying, joy to the world. Wow, something happened. Wow. Do you know why you're on it? Joy to the world there. I, I want to mention this. Uh, oh, I have it. Where's a, who's got a hymnal right there? Do you see a hymnal right in front of you? It should say Baptist hymnal or something. Yeah, look at that. Mel, you guys find joy to the world in there. Look in the back or something. Let me know when you find it. But anyway, praise the Lord. <clears throat> so, hallelujah. <clears throat> you find it? You probably got to look at back. I'm a Baptist. I don't know how to do it. Let me see it. <laughs> my, background, my background's Baptist. In a Baptist church, you don't do, you know, it's like say, sit back there and you fiddle with everything, because usually the preacher's not preaching anything. It keeps your attention, so... Oh, okay. Here we go. There's first line. It starts with it. Let's see. Joy, 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 joy to the world. Let's see. Oh, are these first lines. I'm taking time too. What's the real name of it, Laura? The yeah, it's not. It's not called. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it is. The Lord is coming. Sixty-five. 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 Here it is. I'm, I, I, this, this is a shocker. Look at this. Okay. Um. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah, we know that it says, you know, wild fields and floods and rocks and hills and repeat the sounding joy. Okay, third verse. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. What do you mean? We're farmers now? We can't stop that stuff. Oh, he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. What curse? Genesis 3, the place was cursed, but he reversed it and put this blessing. And you watch this morning, this is unending blessing. That's the reason the life of Jesus, if you don't, if you don't look at the scriptures, you'll think, God, he was just Superman. Well, yeah, he was God in the flesh. God is not expecting us to fail on any level. He's not. Yet in our world, we go, well, life is all about failure, falling on your face and getting up. Sure, sure. Not the way the scriptures are. Say, Richard, you don't think we're going to fall in on our face? Yeah, we are, but he's going to pick us up. The scripture says, though we fall, he's not utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him. It's like a child. I mean, your, 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 your daddy didn't walk a child and say, I can't wait to watch them trip on these rocks. No. As a matter of fact, I was with joy. Were you, oh, you, you already got to your car. Yeah, you had already got to your car, but Josh and Joy had the three grandkids, and of course, Ryder's the youngest. And we were approaching... The, the sidewalk's over here, but Ryder was going over here to the edge where it was going to drop off like that, you know. And it was so funny to watch Joe and Josh both sit there. They just, woof, were on him right there. And they were both like, oh, we got him. Well, why not let him fall? That's what we think Christianity is. We think Jesus wants us to fall, you know. Bam. God wanted to slow you down. Go to the emergency room and all. Oh, baloney. Man. And I tell you, the angels are ever as present as Josh and Joy are with those kids on you and I. Scripture says our angels are always looking in the face of the Father. Wow. But see, but if we keep going and telling ourselves, you know, that, uh, you know, 
He's so different than us. No, he's right there at us. Okay, a lot of stuff in John 10, but let's go back to where I want to go. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off, and that was in, we're in the book of Deuteronomy, which is a speech. And, uh, okay, and we're in chapter 5 here, so I'll start here in verse 1. Uh, Moses continued speaking, speaking. So in other words, it wasn't like, well, three years later, we discovered some more verses. He's still speaking. You would have got here, it only been, uh, it probably been only about 20 minutes. You would have been right here from reading chapters one, two, three, and four. They're all short. Moses continued speaking to the people of Israel. Now remember, they're at the verge of the promised land again. This time they're going in. Okay. He said, listen carefully now to the laws God's given you. Learn them, be sure to obey them. Now, Remember, if you make a mistake, there's always forgiveness. Okay, it's not like, boy, if you break one of these, you're in trouble. Now, there's one critical one. If you break it, you are in trouble. And that is when you say, I'm going to worship another god. That's when you really blow up. But it's not going to happen for us. Okay. The Lord our God made a contract with you at Mount Horeb. Not with your ancestors, but with you who are here alive today. Now, notice the term, the words. He made a contract. Now, what's so funny is you pay attention. The contract is, I will do sir, it's like business contracts today, you know, whatever. There's provision. It's not like, well, I'm si- I want to sign up to have my business go under. No, you've got a contract to, to win, a contract to be paid by the government or paid by this or do something, whatever. He spoke to you face to face from the, look at that, the center of the fire. What fire? Oh, and we looked at it last week. That mountain was on fire. Wow. There uh, at the mountain. I stood as an intermediary between you and Jehovah. For you were afraid of the fire and did not want to go up to him on the mountain. He spoke to me and I passed his laws to you. Now, in the, uh, prior to this, 40 years earlier, the Lord said, Moses, come up here and get the 70 elders and have them come up too. And they all had dinner before the Lord. This is in uh, the book of Exodus. They, were out, they, they blew Pharaoh out by the 15th chapter. It was over with. Actually, by the 13th chapter, Pharaoh was drowned in the ocean. And the Lord had said, all 70 of y'all come up here. And the Bible says that all 70 elders saw God. They said his feet were like glowing, just like you see in the book of Revelation. They said underneath his feet was like sapphires. And they ate dinner. All this, there ain't going to be no eating in heaven. Oh, brother. There ain't going to be no, ain't going to be. It's, read the Bible. Praise the Lord. The Bible will get all that condemnation off of you. Wow. It will, and you'll say, praise the Lord. So anyway, he says, I am the Lord, God, who rescued you from, of course that never happened. It did happen. From slavery in Egypt. Never worship any God but me. Boy, he's, look at that. He's serious. Never make idols. Don't worship images, whether birds, animals, or fish. Don't bow down to these images. Don't worship them in any way, for I am the Lord your God, and I'm a jealous God. Look at that. And I will bring the curse of the father's sin upon even the third and fourth and fifth generation of, lotus, of children who hate me. Not somebody who did something wrong. Children who hate me. Now, this is so cool. He says this again in the seventh chapter. And this is where you don't have to worry about your relatives. You don't have to worry about your children. You love the Lord. God will, because he loves you and because you loved him, he will take care of all your kids. I know I know, I know. Joy and uh, my, my kids here, but, but Joy, when uh, she had uh, uh, Grace, I know, and I'm, I don't care who reads these, who listens to these tapes, it doesn't matter. But I know that uh, on her mother's side, her grandmother, they gave him a little, little, a little toy, and because it really bothered Joy, I mean, it offended Joy, gave him this little teddy bear for Evel, I mean, for Grace, because that's and it had scriptures on it, and said, and said this is the only scriptures that this child's ever going to get, you know. 
and didn't even like the fact that they were coming to my church. I wish you would go to a real church. Well, it was funny when I heard that. A real church? Really? Oh, please. Good grief. But that's just their mentality. Some people think that way. You know, praise the Lord. But anyway, what's funny is you don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. I just need to love the Lord and God will take care of my kinfolk. Just Wow. Let me show you how this works. It's, uh, but anyway, notice this. He said, uh, I'll show kindness to a thousand generations. That's a thousand grandkids. Great, 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 great from Dustin. Great, great, great. They're, he, he don't have to worry about them. He just does what he's supposed to do. Don't have any other gospel for me. He didn't say, well, go mess with all your, get involved in everybody's lives and make sure that, hey, are you doing it? No, just, just Dustin needs to love the Lord. Now, let me show you how that worked. Here's a perfect example of it. If you go back to Genesis, here it is in action. Genesis 17. Uh, this is uh, Abraham before he was 99 years old. God appeared to him. Wasn't the first time. He'd been with him several times. And he said, uh, I'm going to prepare a contract between us, guaranteeing you to make you into a mighty nation. Now, remember, these same blessings are ours. In fact, you'll be the father of not only one nation, but a multitude of nations. Abraham fell down in the dust as God was talking to him. What's more, God told him, I'm changing your name. It's no longer Abram, exalted father, but Abraham, father of nations. For that's what you'll be. I've declared it. I'll give you millions of descendants who will form many nations. Now, remember, he's 100 years old. He doesn't have any kids. Okay. Kings will be among your descendants. And I'll continue this agreement. Look at this. Here's the part you want to see. It's reason it's in your Bible. I will continue this agreement between generation after generation forever. It'll be between me and your children as well. Hold that thought. Let's go see if that's something that Jesus said. Oh, yeah. He did it while he was making sure somebody was being made well. Look at this. Oh. Let me switch this to the King James Version just a second. Look at this. This woman had been sick for, what, it was 13 years, 14 years? No, 18 years. Wow, 18 years. Couldn't get up. She was like this. Now, look what Jesus said. He laid his hands on her, made her straight, glorified God. The ruler of the synagogue, what a bozo. Supposedly a pastor. That's how far off they were. They were mad because he healed on the Sabbath day. Well, hello, that's when they would have went to church. It's just dumb. Anyway, the Lord said, you hypocrite. Does not, I love this, does not each one of you lose his ox or his ass. I like that. Now, of course, I'm playing with that word. But anyway, from the stall, lead him to water. Now, look at what he says. Look at that verse, 16. And ought not this woman. Remember, he said, I'll continue this covenant between you and your kids in their generation. Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? Man, come on. That was 2,000 years ago. Well, no, it was about 1,200 years ago. Jesus said she should be loose because she was just a daughter. Wow, we make this stuff so hard. It's not hard. It's not a game or nothing. You just say, Jesus, you have taken care of me. Wow, mercy. Boy, everybody else was excited. So when he said these things, his adversaries were ashamed and all the people. All the people, boy, they were happy about that. Wow, of course they were. Okay, let's go back here to where we were. So back here at Genesis 17, uh, the Lord's still talking to him. Genesis 17, it's just a storyline. You would have found this yourself. It's easy. I'm going to make you a father of many nations. I'll continue this agreement between uh, us and your generation forever. It'll be between me and your children as well. It's a contract. Look at this. I will be your God, Okay. And the God of your posterity. And I will give them this land to them forever. And I'll be your God. Now, when he says, I'll be your God, he's telling you, he's going to take care of everything you need. Whether it's healing or finances or problems at work. Or, it's all of it. Now, notice this. You're part of the contract. 
is to obey its terms. Now, what are the terms? You personally and all your posterity have this continual responsibility that every male among you shall be circumcised. What? Well, he tells you, the foreskin, foreskin of his penis shall be cut off. This will be proof that you accept this covenant. And you know something? That's all it said was necessary. Well, it told you what that was. I think that would get anybody's attention, both male and female. It would get your attention on a daily basis. You would know what happened. Now, this here, yeah, you don't have to be circumcised anymore, but they carry that word in the New Testament. It's not going physically to the hospital, having that done, or by a doctor. It's now done through Jesus. It's your life. And they use the same word. Wow. It's called the circumcision of Christ or whatever. Wow. But anyway, it's a notice. Let's see. Maybe he told us, thou shalt not something else. Let's see what he said. Your bodies are going to be marked as participants in my everlasting covenant. Anyone who refuses these terms shall be cut off from his people. He's violated the contract. Then he said, regarding Sarah, your wife, her name's no longer Sarah, but Sarah, but Sarah, princess. I'll bless her and give you a son from her. From her, yes, I'll bless you her richly. Make her the mother of many nations. Now think about what's going on. Abraham threw himself down in worship before the Lord, but inside he was laughing. Look what he says. Me, a father, he said, and amusement. Me, a hundred years old, Sarah, to have a baby at 90. See, those dates and stuff are true. It's not funny games and things. He was way over the hill. He was 100. Abraham said to, to, to Adam, I mean, excuse me, to, to God, yes, do bless Ishmael. See, that was his other son that he had by Sarah's maid. Okay. No, God said. That isn't what I said. Sarah be your son. And you're to name him Isaac. Laughter. And I'll sign my covenant with him and his descendants. Uh, look at this. Look what he says. Verse 20. As for Ishmael, all right. I will bless him also. Good grief. Praise the Lord. How, re how far reaching. You, you, that's the reason Jesus said you're the salt of the earth. Wow. I'll cause him to multiply and become a great nation. Twelve princes shall be among his posterity. But my contract's with Isaac, to whom will be born to you, uh, Sarah, this time, uh, uh, this time next year. Okay, when that ended, God left. Then Abraham did what he did. He took Ishmael, who was 13 years old, everybody in their house. Man, they went outside to some tree, and boy, they started the cutting process. Wow. Abraham was 90 years old at that time. Ishmael was 13. Both were circumcised that day, along with all the men and boys of the household. Now, that would get all of the boys' attention. You're going to do what to me? <laughs> you know, why? When they would explain why, it wasn't like, well, Abraham's drinking too much again. No, they knew this was something about God. Wow. Now, let me show you this happened again. Uh, more of this. Let's go to the book of, uh, of uh, Exodus here. Let me find it here. Let's go. We're picking up with, with Moses. Uh, let's see. Okay. Let's go back to the third chapter, Exodus chapter 3. Okay. This is where the burning bush. Okay. And God uh, talks with him. Uh, whatever. Let's see. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to go to the fourth chapter. Yeah, Moses says, no, they're not going to believe me. They won't believe me. But finally he says, okay, they will. Look at this, verse 24. As Moses and his family were traveling along and stopped for the night, they're on their way to see Pharaoh. Look what happens here. Then, uh, look at that. Jehovah appeared to Moses, threatened to kill him. Now, quit thinking Moses was in church all the time. He, none of these people were in church. Remember, Moses even said, yeah, I'm going to tell them the God of their, their, of their forefathers has come to visit me. They're going to say, which God? They didn't know. Well, so you can figure out what happened. God threatened to kill him. What? God calls him. Now he threatens to kill him. Look at that. Then Zipporah, his wife, took a flint knife 
cut off the foreskin of her young son's penis and threw it at Moses' feet, remarking disgustedly, what a blood-smeared husband you've become. Well, remember, her daddy was the priest of Midian, which they worshipped the sun, so she didn't know what was going on. But even then, she was realizing, because she, she was fixing to see all these miracles hit Egypt, too. And oh, my gosh, there ain't but one God. <laughs> There's, and all men everywhere, and women knew of it, too. You know, the mark that was on these men, there was a contract. Wow. I will be your God. Wow. And like I say, the word circumcision is used in the New Testament. When, when you give your life to Christ, you've got the uh, circumcision of Christ. Uh, let me just show you that real quick. That's in Colossians. Colossians chapter it's 3. No, no, no. It's 2. Back at 1. Back at 1. Colossians 2. Let's hit it right here. 2. This is a letter written to a church. Okay. Uh, Eleven, right there? Oh, there it is. Right, look at that. When you came to Christ, he set you free from your evil desires, not by a bodily operation of circumcision, but by a spiritual operation. It's the same thing. Switch this in the King James' moment, verse 11, right there. In whom you were all circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. See, how in the world would you even know what that meant? Now you know. Moses was stopped in his tracks saying, you're not going to Pharaoh until you deal with this. You've got to show that you're signed up with my contract. You are marked. Your body is marked, and you're going to be protected. I'm going to be your God. I'm going to take care of you, and all this kind of stuff. And, and it took place. He says, uh, not with the circumcision made with hands, uh, uh, in the putting off the body of the, excuse me, in whom you are circumcision with the circumcision made without hands, in the putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Wow. So we still carry that uh, uh, that uh, that term today, there it is again. Okay, now, thanks, Dustin. Okay, let's see. Let me go back to to uh, where we are here, Living Bible. Now, so now we know God was going to take care of uh, all of. Um, uh, well, notice He said, "I'll bless." Not, not, I'm going to bless Ishmael too. I'm going to show you something else here. At Twenty twenty five. This is later on. Uh, Abraham's fixing to pass away. Abraham married again. Sarah died. Okay. Uh, she got to spend 30-something years with her son. Can you imagine that? Oh, great. This is a great timing, Lord. I see how it's going to happen. This is what the Alabama traditional Christian little house on the prairie story would be. Yes. Sarah would have had the child, but she would have died of cancer the next year. No, she lived 30 years. Watched her son, Isaac, become 30 years old. Wow, then she passed away. Then Abraham, the chapter before, he buries her. Great story. Uh, just a praise report out of nowhere. You try to bury somebody today and figure out how expensive that is. I mean, my, there's your blessing right there. I know my mom called. She, she told, oh, Richard, I, 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 I paid for a, and it'll take care of me. I said, Mom, don't, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about your funeral expenses. She let some salesman come in there and take X amount of dollars per month. I said, reverse that. Stop. You need every bit of money you got right now. Don't do that. You know, The Lord will take care of you. Say, Richard, you're just driving crazy. No, I'm not driving crazy. I have a God. He will take care of me, my family, everything else. It is just a free lunch. All I got to do is love the Lord. And that's so easy. You know, praise the Lord. Okay. But anyway, Abraham married again. And let's, let's trip. Look at that. He died at 175. Well, those are not real men. Years. Oh, they were too. Line by line. Remember, uh, his grandson, Jacob, went before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said, How old are you? This is in the last two chapters of Genesis. 
And Pharaoh, he asked Pharaoh, Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? And he said, well, I'm 140, I'm 144, but I'm not near as old as some of my ancestors. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. But anyway, notice this. His son Isaac and Ishmael buried him at the cave of whatever. Okay. That's, notice this. That's where Abraham purchased this field, you know, and they wanted to give it to him for free. But Abraham said, no, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. Now, let me see. Look at this. There was right after this. Yeah. Hey, look at this. Remember? I, okay. I'll bless Ishmael too. Look at that. 17. Ishmael finally died at the age of 137. Wow. Praise the Lord. Mercy. God going to take care of you? Yeah, he will. All right. So now that we got the details, now we can come back to where he said in, uh, in this speech, that's all it is. In this speech, chapter five, let's go back on the phone. He continued speaking and he said, I'm Jehovah. I rescued you from Egypt. This is chapter five, verse six. Never worship any idols but me. Never make any idols. He notices he says, I'm a jealous God. Look, at here's where he says, and I'll bring the curse of a father's sin upon the third, fourth generation of those children who hate me. But look at this. I will show kindness to a thousand generations. Do you know between, G, between uh, Adam all the way down to Jesus was only about 40 generations? We <laughs> nowhere close. Nowhere close. And if you back up to just Abraham, you can knock off 40 and just say, it was, let's see, it was, it was 14 and 14 and 14. Whatever that is, 3 times 14. Well, y'all help me out. 50 or 4. 40. 42. 42 generations to Jesus from Abraham. And we already know that from Abraham, all nations, that lets us know we're in on that, but we're actually direct connect to Abraham according to Jesus. We have all those blessings in our lifetime. Only 40 generations. Over and over again, you're going to see this. I'm doing this because of Abraham. I'm doing this because of it. Matter of fact, one time in this speech, about three chapters from here, Moses actually nails it. He lays it out and he says, don't think you're such a hot shot because you're not. The Lord's blessing you because of Abraham. Wow. Okay. So, but nonetheless, the takeaway for us is don't worry about your family. Don't worry about your friends. The Lord will take care of every bit of that. Oh, uh, one more point. I know I needed to do this. Let's see. Go back to this. Another point along that, oh, you've heard of Sodom and Gomorrah. I know you have. Well, here, the 19 is the chapter when, oh my gosh, it was going down fast. But if you'll notice, in the chapter before, chapter 18, the Lord was with Abraham. And uh, finally, look at verse 32. Finally, Abraham said, oh, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak once more. Suppose there's only 10 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at that. God said, for the sake of the 10, I won't destroy it. Okay. Now, next chapter, those angels go down to Sodom, okay? And they wind up having to get uh, Lot out of there. The sun was rising when Lot reached the village of, uh, uh, and the angels had got him out of there. Let's see. Let me show you that since you've been close. Right. Oh. Yeah, look at that, verse 16. Lot hesitated. The angels seized his hands and the hands of his wife and his two daughters rushed them to safety. Now I want to show you a little bit of perversion here. Good grief. Look what this Mr. Lot did. These sodomites were there and said, let those men out here so we can rape them. Look at that. Bring those men out so we can rape them. That's the angels. They wanted to rape these angels. Of course, these guys didn't know they were angels. Lot stepped outside. Look how holy he is, shutting the door behind him. Please, fellows, don't do such a wicked thing. Oh, really? What are you fixed to say, Lot? Look at this. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Well, I do too. Uh, Joy and Mel. Oh, yeah, I think they would really... Uh, Dustin would get mad at me if I did this. Look at this. I'll surrender them to you to do with as you wish, but leave these men alone. What? Pervert. Good grief. 
But the whole time, the scriptures call him righteous Lot in the New Testament. Okay, so anyway, now, here's what happened. Okay, you read this story for yourself. Great little story here. So anyway, so he got him out. Look at this. He says, uh, I can do, the angel said this, I can't do nothing until you're there. Okay, so the angels rushed him out of town. Then the Lord rained fire down and flaming tar from uh, upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, look at this. Now, remember, Abraham, there's no email. There's no such and such. He just gets up and looks out across the, uh, the, the plain here. That morning, Abraham was up early, hurried to the place where he stood before the Lord. Remember, this was the next day. It was just two days past. He looked out across the plain, Sodom and Gomorrah, and saw columns of smoke and fumes as rising from a furnace, rising from the cities there. Look at verse 29. Now, why do we have the details? Because you, everybody in this room, the Lord's going to heed our prayers too. Look at that. So God, remember, I will be a God to them in their generation, in your life today. God heeded the plea and kept Lot safe. And it's better than listening to some stupid story I could tell you today or telling you about the Huntsville Times or what's going on in the weather and, you know, and, oh. Removing him from the maelstrom of death that engulfed the cities. And what's funny was, at this time, Abraham didn't know it yet. He just looked out and he goes, oh boy. But he knew God said he'd take care of him. And you know, Lot, that's his nephew, he got a hold of him later. <clears throat> said, hey, uncle. <laughs> what a praise of art. You ain't going to believe it. Two angels showed up to me and I stupidly offered my daughters. Oh, you do realize when, the, when, the, when that idiot said, he said, I got two daughters. Don't, don't mess with these, these men. Look at this. Uh, look, look what happened here. This is so good. Uh, where do you say about the daughters? Yeah. Right there. Uh yeah, he said, I'll give you my two daughters. I'll surrender them to you. Stand back. They, uh, what do you think you're doing? Let us, you, we let you settle among us. Now you try to tell us what to do. We'll deal with you far worse than these other men. And they lunged at Saul. Uh-oh. Look at this. Better than a nine millimeter. Better, look at this. But the two men, that's angels, they reached out, pulled Lot in, bolted the door, temporarily blinded the man. I'm telling you, we got so much angelic protection. Why do you think we have the details? You read the scriptures and even Abraham, you know, he, remember Ishmael was his son by his, uh, uh, oh, by Hagar. And she pulled a Lulu. Just, this was just, look at this. Oh, wrong way. Boo, 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 boo. Here we go. Watch this. We'll just have to stop after this. Okay, so God promised him Isaac's going to be born. Okay, and all of a sudden, now, here's, uh, uh, here's, we'll just read it. Look at this. Sarah and Abraham had no children. Sarah took her maid, an Egyptian girl named Hagar, okay, and gave her to Abraham to be his second wife. Since the Lord's given me no children, Sarah said, you may sleep with my servant girl and her children be mine. Okay. When you throw this away, because they had slaves. The Bible says we are Christ's slaves. Paul said, servant of Jesus Christ. Wow. Anyway, since the Lord has given me no children, we read it. Abraham agreed. This took place 10 years after Abraham arrived in the land of Canaan, time marker. He slept with Hagar. She, you know, got pregnant. When she realized she was pregnant, uh-oh, she pulled. Remember, she was just an Egyptian slave. Now she's going, yeah, buddy. Yeah, and that's what she did. But look what happened to her. So anyway, she became very proud and arrogant. Now remember about these angels. Watch this. Sarah said to Abraham, it's your fault. And eh, probably was. All right. 
now the servant girl of mine despises me, even though I gave her the privilege of being your wife. May the Lord judge you for doing this to me. You got permission to, permission to punish her, punish the girl as you see fit, Abraham said. So she beat her. Well, she ran off. Okay. Look at this. The angel of the Lord found her beside the desert spring. What was that? The anointing come down? Something special? God wanted a promise fulfilled? No. This was just basic. I'm going to take care of you and your family. Wow. And, and she's in on it now. The angel says, hey, Hagar, Sarah's maid. Where you come from? Where are you going? Kind of like that song. Where you come from? Where are you going? Okay. I'm running away from my mistress. Look what he says. Return to your mistress and act like you should. You know, and I'll make you into a great nation. Wow. Yes, you're pregnant. Your baby will be a son. Anyway, he goes, he goes on and says, you're going to name him Ishmael. Look at that. God hears. Wow. God hears. Now, you ain't done yet. Look at this. Watch this. So that happened there. She went back and everything's hunky-dory. Uh, let's see. Well, later on, later on, later on. All right, here we go. Now, Sarah has a baby. Wow. But silly old Hagar is going to pull another blunder. Here, watch this. So anyway, uh, look at this. Time grew. Time went by. The child grew and was weaned. Abraham gave a party to celebrate the happy occasion. Sarah noticed that Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and the Egyptian girl Hagar teasing Isaac. Boy, I mean, she blew a gasket. She said, "Not, nah, no way. She said, you get rid of that. Well, read it. She turned to Abraham, demanding, get rid of that slave girl and her son. He's not going to share your property with my son. I won't have it. Actually, what's funny is he just kind of went across the street. He, didn't. <laughs> he, was, he actually buried his dad, Abraham, a few chapters later. Look at that. This upset Abraham very much. But, of course, God doesn't talk to you. God doesn't leave you any promises, and it makes you just want to just blow your brains out. No. Ishmael, too, was his son. But God said, don't be upset about God's going to fix it. Watch, it. watch him fix it. And this looks like totally horrible, but that's why we trust the Lord. Don't be upset about the boy or your slave girl wife. Do as Sarah says. Isaac is the one whom the promise will be fulfilled. But remember, he said, I'll bless Ishmael too. I will make a nation of the descendants of the slave girls too because he, look at that, because he's yours. When you have kids, you're going to say, because they're mine. Watch this. So Abraham got up in the morning, gave him some Gatorade. Look at this. Really, I mean, Abraham knew the power of the Lord here, even though, even though she was thinking she's going to die. Look, look what he gave him. Strapped a canteen of water on him. Now remember, she's an Egyptian. She knows how to get back to Egypt. Sent her away. She walked out in the wilderness of Beersheba, wandering aimlessly. Well, her heart was broke. She was probably saying, I should not never teach. I should have known better. What a dummy, dummy, dummy. She thinks she's going to die. When the water was gone, she left the youth in the shade. Now, remember, he's only 13 years old, but you're still like, Mama? Huh? <laughs> uh, you don't expect me to live on my own here, do you? You know, Mama? So, uh-oh. So she went away 100 yards away. I don't want to watch him die. And she burst into tears. Now, she's going to name this place after a place that doesn't exist. That's baloney. Baloney. That's the reason she named it. Then God heard the boy crying. The angel of God called to Hagar. Hagar, <laughs> come on. That's a stupid question. No, that's a great question from the angels because there's nothing wrong. Think about that. What could you have that's wrong that God's not going to fix for you? What's wrong? Don't be afraid. God's heard the lad's cries and he's lying there. Get up. Comfort him. For I'll make a great nation of his descendants. Well, that sounds like we ain't going to die. No. Well, then what do you need? Well, the canteen is out. Look at this. God opened her eyes. She saw a well. Golly. She filled the canteen, gave the lad a drink. 
Now remember, we're reading Genesis 21. And God blessed the boy, and he grew up in the wilderness of Paran, became an excellent archer, and Mama got back on the program again, and she found a nice little Egyptian girl for him. Praise the Lord. It all worked out. And then he came back. Ishmael came back. Anyway, praise the Lord. So, even though he didn't get very far, now we know what he's saying when he says, oh, oh, don't have any other gods before me. Well, gee, Wally, I don't need any other gods. Look what this one does. Praise the Lord. He said, all those that hate me, he said, I'm a jealous God. I'll bring a curse of a father's sins upon the third, fourth generation of children of those who hate me. But I will show kindness to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Wow, just simple as can be. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. What sickness to you? Praise the Lord. Over and over again, you know, we find in the scriptures that uh, it, it, when Abraham, uh, well, excuse me, when, Lord, when uh, Moses was saying, you're the God that heals us and there won't be any sickness among us. So Lord, we thank you. You take care of that. If it's financial, you'll take care of that. It's the same thing. And if it's some giant out there, we're worried about some problem, whatever, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. We're out in the wilderness with just the empty canteen. Praise God, you'll fix it. So that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others what you're doing in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord.